Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. You don't understand. This is a liar. How can you think that I'm her dad, but we both look exactly the same age? We do not look the same age. I was being kind. Wait, I'm going to hypnotize him. I hereby christen this mutton Barbie camper. Priscilla, queen of the desert. Hello and welcome to this episode of Pop Goes the Tam Tam. The first episode of 2024. That's right. We all survived 2023. Go us. To celebrate this fact, I have decided to bring you a review of the Doctor Who Christmas special 2023, The Church on Ruby Road. Long ago, on Christmas Eve, a baby was abandoned in the snow. Today, Ruby Sunday meets the Doctor, stolen babies, goblins and perhaps the secret of her birth. To discuss this episode, I am of course joined by a very special guest and the first guest of 2024, and nice yourself special guest. Hello! Happy New Year to you all. It's me, Tamsin's mum. Hello, Tamsin's mum. Hello. (laughs) So, what did Father Christmas bring you? Nice things. Good. He brought me nice things as well. We have successfully maintained not being on the naughty list, which, you know, given our past criminal history Although, (laughs) Mr Parcel Delivery Man is on my naughty list. Okay. For breaking my lovely horses. I know. Very sad. Very sad. You had a box of thoroughbreds delivered to the house. I did. And they were maimed. Yes. In pieces, even. One of them's head fell off. Yeah. Once, the only ones, only one survived. Yes. And we're calling that Sparkle Hoof. We are. (laughs) Okay, so I've brought you here to discuss. Not under duress. No. Well, I mean, hopefully not. I see you trying to bite through the ropes. (laughs) So I brought you here to discuss the church on Ruby Road. That's correct. Okay, so let's get into it. What worked for you? What worked for me? Well, I thought it had a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. I I felt that the doctor bedded in almost immediately. I completely believed that he was the doctor. Mm -hmm. I liked the new companion. I thought they had tons of chemistry. I liked her family. Mm -hmm. And I thought, although the plot was completely bananas, I I enjoyed it. What didn't work for you? What didn't work for me? Okay, well, number one for me, as per usual, I really didn't like uh, Millie Gibson's outfit. Which one? Because she wore, I I, think, three? yeah, Yeah, I didn't like... Well, I like the little jacket she wore with the yeah. furry collar. Yeah. The sort of aviator type jacket. I I thought that was okay. Because they're kind of timeless, aren't mm. they? But the I, shorts were awful. I thought they were, I thought, yet again, I thought it was very dated. Yeah. Um, I thought that the t-shirt and tartan dress she wore was okay when she was in the club. Mm. But I have to say, not only were those shorts dated, but she looked bad in them. And for me... I've got to the stage where I'm tired of shorts. I'm tired of skirts for the companions. Mm. Just give us some trousers. Yeah, but it's 
it's what I always say. It's I think they do it for the dance. I know, I know. And I really find it quite difficult to accept. I, I don't like it because you're objectifying the companions. And, and they I don't, just don't like it. They don't do it all the time. Yaz didn't wear any of this stuff. No. And I guess because they weren't objectifying her. Bill didn't really wear any of this stuff. No. Because they weren't objectifying her. And it's just... I also think it's saying certain women are attractive and other women aren't attractive. And we should have got past that. Yeah, I think so. Because attractiveness is in the eye of the beholder. And there is no one particular size that's right. There's no one particular height. There's no one particular skin colour. Everyone is attractive. Everyone is hideous to someone. Exactly. But it's perpetuating, I would say, beauty standards that are kind of really old-fashioned. I think so too. So, yeah, I agree with you. (laughs) What else didn't work for you? What else didn't work? Well, I did think, well, as I said, I thought the story was a bit mad. Mm. It didn't make a lot of sense. It's kind of flip-flopped a bit for me. Mm. Because I couldn't understand whether or not he was watching her or whether it was just one of those things because he took her back spoilers we're going to do spoilers spoilers. when he um realized so certain things happened and ruby disappeared and she'd been abducted and he realized she'd been swapped because they time waved Mm. the goblins Mm -hmm. swapped back into into the past and so she was the baby that was going to be eaten Mm -hmm. and he had to go and save her didn't he Mm -hmm. he didn't know her i don't think before that no so that was all a bit vague and then you've got this this kind of um interest in her because it's with the davina mccall element to the story and the dna etc so she wants to find her biological family and then you see the back in the past the person dropping her on the not dropping her literally but dropping (laughs) her off so to speak at the church and those two things they were too vague for me Mm. and they were kind of popped in and popped out Mm. it wasn't very cohesive I didn't think the threads didn't match up enough for me yeah I mean it felt like less of a self-contained episode and more of a we're going to put in little bits and pieces yeah for the series that's exactly how I felt yeah yeah it was it was almost like a giant trailer that can work sometimes but I also think sometimes festive episodes they can be a bit hit and miss If you put too much in to try and get people to watch the series, they might say, actually, I'm not interested in any of this. Yeah, that's true. At the same time, you are kind of also wanting to put some breadcrumbs down for future occurrences Mm. so that people do say, actually, that might be quite interesting. But let's be honest, if you're a casual viewer of Doctor Who and you tuned in yesterday, you probably won't remember that it's on in May. No, because that's a long time. It is a long time. And it's especially a long time in Tellyland. I agree with you. There were lots of threads that were left hanging. Mm. I didn't enjoy the Mrs. Flood. I thought that was really sad. Well, hold on to that, because I thought, first of all, we could talk about the Doctor. Oh. Before we get on to Mrs. Flood, so I thought we could talk about the Doctor and you mentioned it at the beginning in your prose section, things that worked. You mentioned about how quickly Shiti Gatwa had bedded in as the 15th Doctor 
And I have to say, post-regeneration episodes, that it takes a while for the Doctor to kind of bed in. Mm. We kind of definitely saw that with the Tenth Doctor. This is the first Doctor in a while who just woke up and was immediately the Doctor. She did get to just own the screen as the Doctor. I totally believed he was the Doctor. Now I'm saying that. I kind of wonder what the point of those specials were. They didn't really bring anything new to the table. We got to spend a bit more time with David Tennant. But I think unless you're a super fan of his particular Doctor, do you really even care? Yeah, and I have to say, I mean, I I was as disappointed with the specials as you. Mm. And I think you're you're spot on when when you said they brought nothing new or interesting or fun to... Or even, you know, in a reminiscent sort of way. They didn't really do that either, did no, they? No. Um, we didn't gain anything from those specials, really. Mm. When you saw Shuji Gatwa mm. as the Doctor, he was so vibrant mm. that it actually made the David Tennant Doctor look incredibly old and jaded. Yeah, I mean, I guess that was his story, that was his arc. But the thing is, we've gone from Jodie Whittaker's 13th Doctor, who was alive with the sort of beauty of the of of the galaxy mm. and enjoying everything. Mm. And the final line of that Doctor was, tag, you're it. And then we kind of get this, oh, the Doctor's actually really sad and they've been through all this trauma, Makes which we no didn't sense. see. We didn't see it with the 13th Doctor. No. And to be honest... It feels as if it's gone from 12 to David Tennant and that there's the connector there that he's... Because where you oh, left 12 yes. was with all that horror, the devastation. With Bill and... Bill deciding whether he wanted to live or die, meeting the First Doctor, deciding to carry on, give it one last go. No, do you know what? Now you're saying that, that makes perfect sense to me. But it doesn't. Because of Jodie Whittaker's Doctor. And I would say that Shuti Gatwa, I would believe, had regenerated from Jodie Whittaker. I do not believe that he regenerated from that version of David Tennant. Mm. Like, I totally believe that David Tennant's Doctor regenerated from Peter Capaldi. Yeah. But narratively and timeline-wise, that doesn't work. I'm asking the question, is is the Jodie Whittaker Doctor era going to be sort of expunged to some extent well we know it isn't because they mentioned the chimeless child they picked that story strand up where the doctor said that he had been adopted and on that note i just wanted to say <laughs> that shiti gatwa gave me shades of john pertwee yeah when you yeah when, i mean saying that i could see where you're coming from flamboyant but also swashbuckling yeah And there was a real element of, I'm just going to throw myself into this and see what happens. And it was just, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yes, yeah. I just cannot wait to see more adventures with this Doctor because I think they're going to be really exciting. And that leads me on to talking about the companion Ruby Sunday played by Millie Gibson. And I have to say... I really liked her. I did too. I thought she was really sweet. And the same with Shiti Gatwa as the Doctor. I felt like Millie Gibson was Ruby Sunday. Yeah. It was seamless. It was seamless. Mm. And I think the scene, the best example of that, is when 
she was taken when she had disappeared and the doctor was so upset and you really felt really sad that Ruby had gone mm. and we had known her for about 25 minutes at this point and that is when you know something is working. Yeah, that's quite an impact. It really is. It's really impactful. Something I want to say, going back to last year when we reviewed Ghosts, the first episode of that, all of those characters were fully formed. Yeah. And I've got to say, I felt that way about The Doctor and Ruby Sunday. I did too. Yeah. I. It was very good. Really, really good. And I have to say, she is so young. I know. She's a tot. She really is, but she's really good. And I cannot wait to see what happens next. And I think... I like the fostering storyline. I did too. I liked her family. I did. Carla and Cherry. And they did seem like a family. Yeah. And the other thing is, she's got all of those foster siblings. So maybe we'll see some of those in the future. That would be fun. That would be fun. Also, and I can't say this enough, we have another companion birthday. So the only other companion that we actually have a canonical birthday for is Clara Oswald, mm. who was born on the 23rd of November. And now we have another one. We have the 24th of December. And that makes her, as we found out today, a Capricorn. Yeah. So there we go. I don't know anything about star signs. So. <laughs> no, except my mother, your grandmother. Yes, yeah. Famous Capricorns include my gran who was a famous Capricorn. She was. <laughs> but, yeah, so Capricorns rejoice. Ruby Sunday is your people. <laughs> so, the mystery of this episode was not the goblins, but it was about Ruby Sunday's parentage. So, at the start of the episode, we saw a baby being dropped off outside of a church and we correctly guessed that her name was Ruby because of she was dropped at Ruby Road. Yeah, you, you predicted that, didn't you? <laughs> I think it was pretty obvious. It was pretty obvious. <laughs> I'm going to take it anyway. Take it. I'm also going to say, I don't think her birthday can be the 24th of December because that baby was quite big. It was a big baby. So I'd, I'd probably say it's like the 19th, but what do I know? <laughs> Maybe that she's just got too much. She just got too much. She just got too much. <laughs> so, a couple of things. Firstly, I noticed that the boots that the person dropping the baby off was wearing were very similar to the 13th Doctor's boots. And I will come back to that in a minute. Okay. So, do we think Ruby Sunday is an alien? Yes, I think I do. Yeah. Do you? I do as well. I've got a whole scenario where she's an alien princess and it's like the Romanoffs. Yeah. She was hidden on a backwater planet for her own protection. Last of her line. Last of her line. Yet yeah, civil war. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm i down for it. What if though, in actual fact, she's a baddie? Well, that would be good as well, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a real twist. It really would be. It'd be very interesting. But I'm not sure what sort of baddie she could actually... Well, no, I mean, not a baddie herself, but the... the... A line of baddies. Li yeah, they're yeah. a really bad lot. Yeah. 
but I definitely think she's an alien. She's either an alien or she's someone from the past. Now, picking up the thread that I said before about the 13th Doctor's boots, could that be the 13th Doctor having dropped Ruby off? Because if you wanted to keep a baby safe, you might give it to the Doctor and the Doctor probably would bring it back to Earth. Because we know that's how the Doctor operates. Mm. At the end, there was kind of like this look that Shutigatwa gave. You could read it as several things. You could read it as someone who's coming to terms with the fact that they were adopted. Okay. That they're a foundling. Someone who feels sorry for this mysterious hooded figure or it was a memory. Uh, Could be any of those. He remembered suddenly. Yeah. Yeah. But it was as Jodie Whittaker and not as himself. I thought that the Gallifreyans were born out of looms. (laughs) Why are you laughing? Well, that's in a book, isn't it? But if everything was canon from the books, then there'd be lots of wild stuff going on. Okay. I think that's a theory you can pick up or drop because it's never been confirmed on TV. Right, okay, I've got you. So, yeah. It's like some of the big finished stuff is true real it's canonical and some of the big finished stuff is not okay it's a pick and mix i think unless it appears in the televised version you can either choose to ignore it or not i see okay so we've talked a little bit about the mystery around ruby's parentage let's get on to the other mystery of the episode which was in the last two minutes (laughs) with angie from eastenders (laughs) When she broke the fourth wall. (laughs) I did think that was silly. I have to say, I really enjoyed it. I know you did. And I know that everybody, the internet is abuzz with. Anytime you see a woman, everybody's always like, it's Susan, it's the Rani, it's the Romana. I'm going to say, I don't think it's any one of those people. I agree. I think it could be two things. Firstly, it's somebody who was placed on earth because you mentioned about squibs in harry potter and you said is she a squib is she an alien who maybe was paid by the doctor or by ruby's family just to keep an yeah to keep an eye on her that makes sense however there was a scene in it where she was shocked by the tardis dematerializing and in a scene at the end she was like haven't you ever seen a tardis before now that led me to think was that two different people was mrs flood human woman who was killed and her flesh suit used by whatever the hell that was at the end oh creepy so if we go way way back to the specials something was put in in the specials the one who waits oh yeah and could this be mrs flood could it be an allusion to her and I've also seen on the internet people saying flood is pond and river and I don't think so at all. That's a bit tenuous. No, I mean just because it's a body of water doesn't mean it's got anything to do with River Song or Amy Pond. We don't want to end up like Picard or Strange okay. New Worlds where everybody is somebody from the future or like somebody really, really important to canon. We just kind of want... 
things to move on because this isn't a legacy show it is a legacy show in one way because it's got this 60 years attached to it but for me doctor who works because it always goes forward it drives the story forward occasionally it will reconnect with companions of the past and pick up story threads from the past but really it's about getting the ship going yeah i i agree with you we do not want you know endless nostalgia sort of fests no no because i think some shows that legitimately works for okay I think some shows with nostalgia, it works. Because that's all anybody ever wanted to see anyway. Nostalgia. Mm. We talked about Star Trek. Star Trek basically is nostalgia. People like the original series. Then they made the next generation. Mm. But that works for them. I don't think that works for Doctor Who in the same way. And I'll tell you one other thing that I didn't like. Mm -hmm. And that is I did not like the way the Goblin King was killed. I did think that was a bit violent. It also came out of nowhere. I wasn't sure what was happening. Only after it had happened did I realise, oh, he's dragging it down. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't... super heavy, because it was... They could be either super light or super heavy. Yeah. Uh, that's That whole end scene didn't really work for me. Didn't gel at all. No. And, I, it, was, and it was jarring that the murder, because it was a murder of that, you know, even though he was bad... That was pretty horrible. Well, was he bad? Or was he just... Did they just... Was their diet just babies? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that as well. You know, he's not Judge Judy, is he? (laughs) He is Judge Judy and Executioner. He is. (laughs) I loved how baby Ruby was pushing in her basket as if she knew. Your favourite bit. Oh, well, my favourite line is, they're seasoning her. Yeah. Which I think is great. As we draw this first podcast of the year to a close, what out of ten would you give this episode? Oh, I'd definitely give it eight and three quarters. Why? What about you? Well, I'm the I'm the host, so I don't get to vote. Okay. But I think that's a really, I mean, especially coming from you, because you are not you're not generous, are you? <laughs> no, I, I mean, after watching the specials, I didn't hold that much hope, to be truthful. Well, I think this, as we've said earlier, I think this just goes to show we didn't need those specials. No. We should have just gone straight from Jodie Whittaker to Shooty Gatwa. Yeah. No offence to David Tennant. No, 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 not at all. But it wasn't really necessary. Well, thank you. Thank you. And uh, see you later. No into baby. Powdered mint, no baby salted, she's a treat. Her destiny is time to 